0: what's up how about this listeners it's a new episode of how about this and i will tell you today's episode is straight up bananas that is right we go totally ape on this episode today because we are talking about the king of skull island himself mr king kong we absolutely love this franchise we love the legacy of this franchise we love this character and jordan and i have a very very fun conversation that borders on i would say film-based insanity but i really hope That you enjoy this episode and just strap yourselves in and hang out and enjoy the ride because this one it goes a little nuts it goes a little crazy it's just a whole lot of fun in the end but we hope you enjoy this and welcome back to how about this hey podcast listeners welcome back to how about this Hope you're having a wonderful day. and We have a very awesome topic to talk about today. Some might call this episode the eighth wonder of
1: the world, but I... Oh, I see what you did there.
0: I truly know what the eighth wonder of the world is, and that is Mr. Jordan Hugh.
1: It is. It's a specific part of my anatomy, but we'll save that for another podcast. That's uh, a different
0: show, I think. I think we would have to... <laughs> we would have to make it something totally different.
1: Something totally different, but <laughs> equally enjoyable to listen to. I'm so glad to be back with my co-host, Mike Staub, who is the king of monsters... And the Lord of Skull Island.
0: Wow. Sitting on a pile of bones of the enemies that I had destroyed.
1: That's right. We're just right on the nose this week. We're not even trying to hide what we're talking about.
0: Why is that? Well, we're talking about a giant gorilla from the jungle. We're talking about King Kong, who is a legend in terms of film, a legend in terms of I would say all forms of entertainment, movies, all that jazz. King Kong is just one of the most memorable and recognizable film characters of all time. And while he is so memorable, so recognizable, so influential, it's very strange that King Kong really hasn't been in all that much. I was going down the list of things that King Kong is in, Right. King Kong has been seen in like a few TV shows and like seven or eight movies when you have characters like James Bond or Godzilla that have had, you know, dozens of movies at this point. King Kong is like it seems like it's something almost sacred that people don't want to
1: touch. It does have that. Yeah, There there is um there is a specialness to King Kong. Some of that comes from that he really hasn't appeared all that often. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, that I mean. His films are huge and everyone has seen at least some version of King Kong, whether they've seen like the 1933 original or like Peter Jackson's remake or one of the newer incarnations. Everyone has some connection to King Kong. But yeah, you're right. He has not done as much as Godzilla, who... We're going to talk about a lot this episode as well. I just feel like for such an influential figure in movie, I don't know, history, you think he would have done more. This is not a criticism of King Kong. I'm actually just saying that like, clearly he leaves an impression, you know, as a little kid, you know who King Kong is even without seeing a King Kong movie somehow. It's just, it's one of those things that's woven into our culture. It's just part of the world, you know?
0: And it's a simple concept. He's a giant gorilla. I think a lot of people can at least understand like what King Kong is and how he operates. It's like, okay, yeah, we know what gorillas are. And this is a really big version of that. Even Godzilla doesn't really have a, like an earth-based creature that he kind of resembles because our dinosaurs have been extinct for 65 right, million yeah. years. And, he, and- he's
1: yeah. He's sort of a dinosaur, sort of a lizard thing. I don't know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like it's clearly like they let their Im- imagination, Toho, let their imagination run amok when they created Godzilla or Gojira to give you a little bit of that nice Japanese pronunciation.
1: Oh yeah, well done, well done.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know. In the 50s. And I feel like uh, Gojira and or Godzilla is kind of a a response to King Kong. To a degree, whereas King Kong is clearly okay, this is the American giant monster, right? That's the only one we have is yeah. King Kong, and Godzilla represents a response to, obviously, nuclear war, a response to the Japanese experience of World War II, Japan being un- unfortunately the only country in the world to ever be hit with a nuclear weapon, right. and Godzilla is, is a response to that. And If you watch the original movies and the original Japanese movies, that's much, obviously, much more present in, in those movies than in the weird stuff that American Studios did once we got our hands on Godzilla. I feel like at the point with these movies were being made, King Kong, the original King Kong is what, 1934, right? Or 1933? Uh, 1933 is when the first King Kong came out. His first movie, the King Kong movie, which is probably still considered one of the best, if not the best King Kong movie. For
1: sure, yeah. It is quite good still.
0: Still, to this day, it's quite good. Movies were more about spectacle in those days, or at least in those days. Like, this was a spectacle. This was something to see. A giant ape climbing up the Empire State Building, getting shot at. It's it's (laughs) impressive.
1: Yeah. And something much needed at that time. I mean, in context, 1933, we're in the heart of the American Depression. People wanted movies that were going to make them forget about their lives and the state of the world. Not all that dissimilar to the current state of affairs, where we also are looking for big spectacles to take us away. So perhaps this whole Kong versus Godzilla, which is due out fairly soon, depending on when this podcast releases. Yeah, it'll probably um, have
0: released. By this point, or it might have just come out by the time okay. this airs. But we'll yeah, have I'll- to have
1: some faith that maybe the listener didn't see it yet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: King Kong versus Godzilla is either the best movie we've seen this year or the worst. And we're not sure yet because the movie hasn't come out. When, by the gonna time it's good, played, you nah. know it's not going to be good. It's probably going to be bad, but I just wanted to operate in that realm that it's th- at least the fun type of bad. I've seen the original King Kong, I watched it a, a bunch of times when I was a kid because I am, and Jordan will point this out. Actually, when they showed the first trailer for Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla. versus Is it Godzilla versus Kong or Kong versus Godzilla? I uh,
1: don't know.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, hold on. Let me look. It's Godzilla versus like it's, Kong. Oh,
1: uh, he got second billing.
0: Second billing. Well, it is technically the. Well, no, it's not. They're combined universes
1: now. Yeah. And well, well, G does come before K. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they did Alphabeta. Yeah, I guess I so.
0: I, I mean, Batman versus Superman B does come before S. And that whole movie is B.S. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: oh nice dunk sir
0: yeah wink to the camera serve done so godzilla versus kong has me excited because and jordan texted me when the trailer came out and we saw the finally saw the trailer and i think it it's going straight to streaming. So I'm definitely going to watch it on HBO Max like the day it comes out. Oh,
1: hell yeah. God bless HBO Max.
0: (laughs) Jordan, you texted me. You're like, you must be torn because not only do you love Japan and and giant lizards, but you also love giant apes. And it's true. I'm a big fan of both these animal types. If they were Pokemon, I would have both of them on my Pokemon team. I do actually in the newest Pokemon game. I absolutely have the Godzilla Pokemon and the King Kong Pokemon on my team right now because that's how I operate. But that being said, it's one of those things where it's exciting to see Godzilla operate in this world with King Kong and King Kong come into this world that they've crafted clearly for Godzilla. My only problem is, is that I feel that the two most recent Godzilla movies have kind of gotten it wrong where the newest King Kong movie has kind of gotten it right. And I've seen Godzilla vs. King Kong, the original the original uh, 1960s movie, when I was a kid. I watched it all the time. I was was there was a I went through a Godzilla phase, like a lot of us did.
1: Oh, like, like we, every young man. Yeah, yeah like every young man. You start to man. like girls, then you start to like giant lizards. It's all part of being a man.
0: My wife has the same birthday as Godzilla. It's just the way it works.
1: And Amanda's also, as we know, a giant lizard. A giant
0: lizard monster who breathes fire.
1: When you hear her, that might not be what you're thinking of in your mind, but that is what she is.
0: Yeah. And and honestly, sometimes it gets difficult to have her around, you know, expensive equipment and microphones and all that stuff because just, she just thrashes everything around.
1: Oh, yeah. Just tremendous overhead, really.
0: So much. I've had to replace so many, so many instruments. The new Godzilla movies, Godzilla and Godzilla King of the Monsters, A King of Monsters. My issues with those movies are always the same. With Godzilla, there's two ways to handle it, in my opinion. Either you make it about the humans dealing with Godzilla as a as an enemy, as something to be feared, as something to be afraid of, as something that's going to destroy stuff, which movies like the original Godzilla, later movies like Shin Godzilla get so well. However, those two movies, Split Billing and Split Time between Godzilla and the humans And the human plight ultimately isn't that interesting. And the other way to make a Godzilla movie is to just have Godzilla fight everything because that's ultimately what we want to see. He's a big monster. We want to see these monsters fight. And it doesn't matter if it takes too long for them to fight. That's the fun in this type of stuff. Kong Skull Island, which is what this movie's kind of attached to, I think gets it right to a degree because it knows what it is. It's not afraid to have fun with itself. It's okay with kind of just giving you something that's like, yeah, it's a big stupid monster movie. King Kong is a giant... Giant gorilla and he's gonna wreck stuff for two hours. And the humans, you know, work either against him or for him or with him. And it ends up working out because the movie is not afraid to be what it wants to be. However, when you're combining both of these ideas into one movie, I don't know how it's ultimately going to turn out unless they're like, eh, we're just going to have Godzilla and King Kong fight a whole bunch and then team right. up and fight Mecha Godzilla.
1: That does seem to be what they're aiming for. Must li- much like with a, you know, Freddy versus Jason or something like that. It's not an authentic battle between them. There are other forces at work. We'll probably have, yeah, Mecha Godzilla or some other monster that they have to fight together. You brought up Skull Island. I actually think Skull Island is the best King Kong movie. I don't, I, Yep, opinion is kind of controversial because it yeah. it would discount the original it would discount you know the Peter Jackson remake which I also really like but I thought Skull Island was just cool I liked the human characters I liked the depiction of Kong in that movie it was just a fun movie it was it was very unpretentious yeah it was very much like yep let's get to the island oh it's real bad here let's fight dinosaurs and horrible things that Peter Jackson remake in I think it was 2005 that movie is good it's a little miscast but it's three movies and and the only good movie is the one in the middle, which is when they're actually on Skull Island, <laughs> when they're actually yeah. in the jungle fighting off the bugs and, and dealing with and Darrow's scenes with, with King Kong or some of the best stuff in the movie. And all that set dressing around it is good, but it's never as good as that. So clearly some enterprising, very smart producer and or writer director looked at that film and was like, mm, you know what? Uh, let's just take that middle bit and, and do Skull Island. And I, that was where the fun was. It Was the we got into Kong faster? That Peter Jackson King Kong movie. It like takes. I don't think I'm exaggerating. I don't think you see Kong for the first hour plus of that movie. And when he shows up, it's real cool. But it's like it took you forever to get there. Skull Island. Yeah, they they take some time with that too. But at least like I don't know. The characters get there. You've got your Tom Hiddleston, your Brie Larson, your you know Samuel L. Jackson. They get there, and it's like oh, there's there's the gorilla. It's attacking the plane. Like as soon as they yeah. get there, it's attacking yeah, 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 yeah. them as they arrive. And you're like, this is all right. We're in it. It's just shorter exposition nice and quick
0: yeah and that's that's the way to get to it and also Kong Skull Island has that like wonderful wacky like full metal jacket kind of feel to it so it's like set
1: just as the Vietnam War is ending yeah
0: just as the end of the Vietnam War so you get that awesome like of all like movie soundtracks like ever Vietnam War movies movie soundtracks are always the best
1: they fucking slap those (laughs) those soundtracks are great
0: whether it's you know Apocalypse Now, Full Metal Jacket, Platoon, all that stuff, like they're they're not afraid. Tropic just-
1: Thunder. Tropic
0: Thunder, yeah, <laughs> which is which is kind of a Vietnam movie. Let's be honest here; it's like partially a Vietnam movie. They're not afraid, and it's always the same songs. It's always like Run Through the Jungle and like other cre- Creedence songs. And- oh yeah. And, and, you know, all that stuff. You know, fortunate,
1: fortunate Son's going to play a few times.
0: It's definitely happening. Yeah. Like, 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 uh, that's another one, right? Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump's another one that, like, embraces the Vietnam War. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, this part of the movie is going to have the best soundtrack.
1: <laughs> Mike, you're totally right. There's absolutely, like, the same, like, oh, uh, uh, we're doing a Vietnam War scene. Pull up the same 12 songs we always use. All right. Get out the credence. Get, yeah. get, bust out the credence tapes. <laughs> Give me some Hendrix. Just, <laughs> Hendrix. Uh, you know, you need pull a little, it out.
0: all along the Watchtower. Probably a little Jefferson Airplane. You might hear a little White Rabbit in there while, there's something going on. So that's kind of the whole vibe of Kong Skull Island. It's got this Vietnam War feel, but it's also a monster movie at the same time. It's pretty ridiculous. It's a lot of fun. And that's it, right? You always said the most interesting part of King Kong is in that Kong movie, a uh, King Kong movie 2005, uh, 2005, is when he's on Skull Island. And that's what we want to see. Yeah. We're going to a monster movie to see monsters. That was my problem with all all of the Transformers movies, that they made these movies about the people and not about the robots. That's, that's my problem with a lot of this stuff. In, in the end, we go to the monster movies to see the monsters. Now, if you want to hide the monster a little bit and make it, if it's a suspenseful thriller type movie with a monster and you don't want to show the monster that much, I get that. It works for Jaws. It works for Jaws. Because Jaws is about more than just a shark.
1: Yeah, Jaws is Jaws is ultimately about the people. You know yeah. what what makes Kong compelling and probably why we're having this podcast today is because Kong is a monster with humanity. Like he is a character beyond just being a monster so you are interested in his thoughts his feelings his emotions in the classic kong films his feelings for Ann Darrow how he relates to the human threat and you know those those movies all feature especially in Skull Island human characters that are threatening more evil far worse than Kong Kong is usually revealed to be actually sort of the good guy
0: well yeah cuz the audience ultimately they're looking to be sympathetic with with Kong which is which is what is kind of beautiful about it because the monsters in the most of the Kong movies are aren't the monster the right. monster In the Kong movies, the monsters in those movies are the people a lot of the times, and that's kind of the deal with with Godzilla's that way too. When it's like, oh well, Godzilla is a response to what humanity has done to the planet. So in the end, we were the monsters all along. Which I get the symbolism there, and I love that. And it's I think that's very important for these movies when they take themselves seriously. I don't think they always need to be so serious. I think we can let them have fun.
1: Oh yeah, I, I it's almost sad that we have to say that. Like, come on, guys! Like you're making a monster movie about a giant gorilla, you know or a giant lizard in the case of Godzilla, this is not the time to get really serious about it. Just, you know, there needs to be some levity.
0: The best scenes in the the newer Godzilla movies, especially the first of the newer Godzilla movies, is when Godzilla gets to wreck house. That's Mm -hmm. like the best stuff worth watching. Like if you're going to just watch the new Godzilla movies, I always suggest... The American-made Godzilla movies, not the Japanese ones. If you're going to watch the newest, newer-made Godzilla movies, I suggest just looking up the clips on YouTube of when Godzilla beats the snot out of whatever he's doing and rips their heads off and shoots them with fire and stuff oh, like yeah.
1: that. That's we what- fucking love that shit.
0: I, You know, that, that movie was pretty <laughs> terrible. But I remember being in the audience, like, while Godzilla was doing Godzilla's thing, like, yeah, I'm here for this. This should be most of the movie. And it can be short, people. We can make movies that are 90 minutes long and- yeah. 70 minutes of it, 60 minutes of it, even 40 minutes of it, A Godzilla's just wrecking house. Like, I, I, I like the Incredible Hulk. I'm going to go out on a limb, share my unpopular opinion, but I like the Incredible Hulk with Edward Norton. And I like that the fight at the end between Hulk and Abomination
1: is 25 minutes long of Hulk <laughs> and Abomination just beating each other. Yeah. can't I can't come with you on that opinion, but I respect it.
0: I think Edward Norton was a pretty good, was a pretty decent Bruce Banner. I do oh, Ed like Orn, Mark Ruffalo. Norton
1: is a, a great Bruce Banner. Apparently he's just he's a monster to work with. Yeah. So they I moved mean... on to notable nice guy Mark Ruffalo.
0: Yeah, he's like professional nice guy, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, because I
1: While we're on this tangent, I will say that I actually appreciated the Mark Ruffalo, Bruce Banner more because it seemed less likely that that guy would snap. Ed Norton's already so edgy. It was like, well, Ed Norton alone will just eat you like he'll fucking beat you to death. At least Mark Ruffalo is like, oh, I made you some kombucha here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Mark Ruffalo is definitely a guy who who likes himself some kombucha. So we, we got King Kong versus Godzilla, Godzilla versus Kong coming out. And from the trailers, the trailers know what we want. The trailers show... A lot of Godzilla versus Kong, a lot Mm -hmm. of that and that's what we want to see that's what we want to see to the point where like we in, in the whole batman versus superman thing just sorry to take another uh, another swipe at batman versus superman but to be said these are movies that are in a similar vein because they are two quote-unquote heroes fighting each other problem with batman versus superman is that nobody wants to see that fight really in the end people are kind of tired of it i think and i don't really care anymore about seeing batman versus superman we just actually talked about this on our bat our superman episode i'm just like i'm done i'm done seeing the batman versus superman thing but godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, I'll I'll watch that. I'll watch that for a few minutes. I'll watch that for a while. I'll watch these two monsters just go at it. But ultimately, as you said, and as we all know, anyone who's watched a single movie like this knows that in the end, it's about Godzilla and King Kong beating each other up for a little bit, looking at each other, realizing there's some other threat and going, yeah, we got to take this thing out. (laughs) It happens in everything. Happens in everything. Happened in Dragon Ball Z. It happened in Batman versus Superman. It's happened in Cobra Kai. It happens in literally every show. You have enemies... For a while, they turn to each other and go, actually, you know what? We're not that different, you and me. We should be buds, and we need to go ahead and take this guy out.
1: Yeah, and that that common enemy trope works really well, and it doesn't really feel tired. It feels, usually it feels earned.
0: Yeah, and if it's earned the right way, I get it. And yes, we do want to see Godzilla and King Kong fight each other for a little while, because that's the name of the movie. (laughs) Pitch uh, is a little little bit more, it's not as full-formed here. Uh, you're trying to tell understood. us your pitch
1: is gonna suck. That's Probably. what I'm
0: saying. I mean, most of them do. So yeah, why that's not? not true. Don't let's be get, like that. Let's let's start to talk. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's get to our pitches. Let's get into this. Let's get into oh. this. You and I need to be a little bit more collaborative here.
1: Oh, boy. All right. Yeah. Pitches. You said plural. I barely have a pitch. We're going to, have to be super collaborative with my pitch. Mine's like barely an idea. All I'd right. be fired for pitching my idea.
0: Okay. Well, we talked about what they get wrong, right? We talked about the fact that we we want to see the monsters. We're interested in the monster. We want this stuff. So I'm going to say this. How about this? Ooh america needs to we need a return of the monster movie Mm. we need monsters to come back we've got guillermo del toro like holding up the whole genre by himself monsters he loves his monsters he loves monsters i and i love when he says it because he just just,
1: delicious he chews the word
0: he just unabashedly loves the monsters. And we know that he has a long history of working with monsters in monster movies. And say what you will about Pacific Rim, that's the type of stuff that he grew up watching.
1: That title. Good Lord.
0: I know. It's 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 real rough. The problem with Pacific Rim is that once again- <laughs> I can't even it. I, I know. It. I know. The problem with PR is that- <laughs> Is that once again we get a movie that is not about the monsters it's about humanity's response to these beasts that are in it i didn't see the second movie because i know del toro had nothing to do with it and the movie was kind of it's his love letter to like things like gundam and evangelion and a little bit of like godzilla and and the kaiju we need to give del toro the keys to king kong and godzilla and all these monsters if there's a man who understands the monsters better than anyone, I think it's him. And what we we need to get him or someone like him to bring back like the Western monster movie.
1: <laughs> I love this. Yeah, that sounds great.
0: And who better to circus to? to to be the center and I don't need it to be a giant film universe I don't need everything to be connected to be honest I don't know if each movie back to back needs to make sense with one another I want a series of films centered around the king King Kong as kind of this monstrous kaiju because I'm using the same term but this monstrous kaiju hero just wrecked house on all these other monsters that are coming out and we can have fun with it we could we could do King Kong fighting monsters from the underworld King oh, Kong yes. fighting nuclear beasts King Kong fighting people again that are also awful that build their own king kong like there, why is there no robo kong (laughs) i'm telling you right now man oh
1: my god i would love robo kong robo
0: kong is great like he's not mecha kong because that's mecha godzilla but robo kong because it's uh, clearly it's a western character so a giant robotic ape i just want king kong to team up with other monsters King Kong to work on his own, King Kong to just be like, I think King Kong and Godzilla need to have an agreement. I think King Kong (laughs) goes to Godzilla and he goes, listen, truce, 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 truce. high fives and everything. He needs to go to Godzilla and go, hey, listen, dude, you got things working out good in the Eastern world, man. You got Japan. You got that whole thing going on. You handle that side of things. I'm going to handle this side of things. And when something's too big, you and I will tag team whatever comes our way. And I just, that's what I want. I want this kind of, not even a universe, but I want a series of films starring big monsters beating the crap out of other big monsters and other things that come up and like also saving people at the same time right if there's like some big threat it's like oh no a nuclear reactor is going to explode what are we going to do i don't know king kong will eat it you know (laughs) and then and then he becomes like a giant radioactive ape because it's these movies are silly they're meant ultimately meant for kids kids and big kids like us that want to see it and that's what i was
1: going to say fuck the kids they're for us these are our (laughs) movies and not for children okay the children okay. Away.
0: so i want a series of king kong led monster movies and i want him to return to skull island and i want him to go home and that's like his home where he like he like sleeps on a bed of the skulls of his enemies right he's oh, yeah, like Skull yeah. island can't get overgrown too uh, and you know what bring back some of these characters for some other movies and and have king kong kind of be he, have him be a king yeah have king kong not just be the name of an attraction that we call this thing as something to put on display as you said during our mummy episode don't mess with with these things that are in the natural world let king kong thrive as the king of skull island and when there is a problem when there is a giant monster that needs being dealt with have humanity go all right we got a couple of people who can speak to this guy we're gonna send them to skull island and he's gonna come out and he's gonna like <laughs> like and and you know what give me movies where kong is like 80 and just like haggard and beat up oh, and man. old, old man old man kong old man
1: kong Wow, Dude, that's great. That, right? Hugh Jackman Just, will voice Old Man Kong.
0: Actually, you know what? If King Kong learns to speak at some point, Hugh Jackman should be the voice actor.
1: Oh my god, can Russell Crowe be fucking like a giant kangaroo or something like that? Oh, yeah. Kong. <laughs>
0: you know what yes (laughs) we can have russell crowe as his like giant kangaroo sidekick
1: i insist that the kangaroo also be like quite out of shape like quite overweight but still tough like russell crowe may be like 400 pounds now but i'm not gonna fuck with that guy
0: oh no 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 way russell crowe will beat you to death with a phone
1: yeah so it's that's what it'll be it'll be a giant fat kangaroo with a phone and a smaller kangaroo in its pouch
0: yeah yeah this is good this is good. Who's the smaller kangaroo, though?
1: Oh, I don't know. We need a smaller Australian actor.
0: Yeah, who's the smaller Australian actor than Russell Crowe? The problem is, is the Hemsworths are I, pretty
1: big. Honestly, everyone is smaller than Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with the little Hemsworth brother. What's that one? The one that's not very talented. What's his name? Yeah,
0: the one that the one that's in uh, Westworld.
1: Oh, actually, I like that brother, but yeah, yeah I think he is shorter. Are you so thinking yeah, put him Liam. in there.
0: Are you thinking I was Liam thinking
1: Hemsworth? of the Miley Cyrus husband? Boyfriend,
0: oh, that's that Liam, famous. Liam, Hem- Liam yeah. Hemsworth.
1: He sucks. <laughs> I don't want him. Give me the guy from Westworld.
0: Yeah. OK, OK, I get it. I get the it. less so, attractive
1: Hemsworth, brother. He can be the other kangaroo.
0: So, yeah, we got this kind of film series where Kong is, is a hero. Because let's paint him as a hero for once. Let's paint him as someone that we want to see this giant ape. I want to see him fight stuff. And I also do like the idea of keeping Godzilla around, too, as if they're they're two characters that exist loosely within the same universe, who every now and again, like a buddy cop movie, will team up to beat something up that's bigger, like an alien or something. Uh, it's like a space alien. It's giant aliens coming to attack Earth. It's going to, you know, turn all the people to mush. And uh, King Kong can, can fight, but he can't fight enough. And Godzilla might be able to survive in space. There's a space Godzilla. Let's hey, why do not? Let's do it. And like a buddy cop movie. The real thing.
1: question is, where did you put Anya Taylor Joy in this movie? Since we've put her in every film.
0: That's a problem. Is uh, she Godzilla? I think she's probably Godzilla.
1: <laughs> she could play anything. What yeah. a chameleon!
0: Yeah, what what a chameleon. I think she could do a really good job as as Godzilla. No, she would probably be some like I don't know. These these Godzilla and King Kong needs some she's sort of.
1: She's a scientist, and she's trying to do genetics.
0: I think she needs to be like a cult, a cultist, a cultist witch that like worships one of these monsters to some way, shape or form, because, you know, she was
1: actually, actually, I love that.
0: Yeah, of course you do. I, I know what you like.
1: We all, we all like the witches we like the witches the
0: witches are always great i think this is it man it's real simple it's a real simple pitch and we can create a whole bunch of new monsters for them to fight like we don't need to go back to the classics like Ghidorah and and Rodan and Gamera and all that stuff no 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 or Mecha, even Mechagodzilla we can make some new stuff we can get some new monsters in there let's like get some you know maybe maybe Godzilla needs to fight Cthulhu maybe uh maybe King great. Kong King Kong fights a giant of giant Cthulhu maybe that so, could happen
1: so i love this i love that it's a series of films i love that we're in incorporating you know other monsters coming in i think there's a lot of good stuff there and and again the focus sounds like it is entirely on the monsters the humans are barely a factor here i think that's great
0: i think sometimes you you have the humans you know as a reaction to this going on because sure
1: (laughs) To be honest, it's like... As they're being crushed.
0: As they're being crushed. Well, you need that element, right? As much as we'd love the monsters to be like, hey guys, we're going to wreck everything. Everyone needs to leave the city or we need to go fight somewhere where there aren't people like Antarctica. Yeah. You can't have every battle happen that way. Sometimes the monsters got to destroy a city and the humans got to kind of deal with it. But you get that element and sometimes, you know, and the humans should help. Humans have weapons. It's like, oh, we got King Kong up there. Like you have that one scene where like Kong's fighting like a giant polar bear or something like in Canada. (laughs) And he's like Beating the polar bear up but the polar bear is like really strong and because he's angry and he hasn't eaten in like six months because he's coming and the ice caps are fucking
1: melting and shit. yeah
0: and he's hungry and he's got to move down south and it's not really a polar bear he's actually a polar bear that a giant polar bear that that's also you know made it with a giant grizzly bear and it's just a giant bear
1: waiting for his check from coca-cola to come along he's pissed
0: he's really mad he's got no coca-cola he's got no snacks and he's just this giant gray bear Because it's a brown bear and a, and, and a polar bear. they've, they've oh, had That's this his giant-
1: name. They call, him, they call him Gray Bear. Gray Bear. Gray that's bear. it. That like, sounds threatening.
0: Yeah, th- th- I think it's great. Gray Bear. And, and the humans are like, I don't know what we're going to do. This bear's going to take out King Kong. And they're like, you know what? We got anti-bear weapons. We're going to shoot them oh at Oh, my bears.
1: God. It's fucking bees. Yeah, bees. Bees are anti-bear weapons. Of
0: course. Bear- well, I mean, bears do eat a lot of honey.
1: Yeah, but the bees don't like that. No, they don't.
0: So maybe... You know what?
1: Actually, sidetrack. What's up with Bees. I'm just saying, do they they want us to have the honey? Do they need honey? What does the honey do? I'm not a biologist. I don't know. Damn I... it, Mike. I need you to be a biologist in this moment. I have no access to mankind's knowledge at my fingertips. There's no way I can look <laughs> this up. I just want to know. Bears eat honey and bees get pissed, but bees make honey. Do they not want to get rid of the honey? Is it like the cows with the milk? Don't they want to get rid of the milk? They don't want to hang on to the milk, do they? Well, Do the, they? Milk, the milk is meant for the cow's children. Well, we drink the milk, Mike.
0: Well, maybe then we're all the children. Oh, my God. Well, hold on.
1: Are we not meant to drink milk? But
0: while we're on the Year of the Ox, and as we're talking about cows, I think one of the enemies needs to be a giant cow, but like a minotaur.
1: Okay, so he's hes the Greek villain.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. King Kong's going to go all over the world. All right. And he's going to fight mythical <laughs> beasts from all over the world. And he's going to fight a giant Greek minot- minotaur. Uh, this
1: leads into my pitch, Mike. Oh, oh. Really? Are you ready? How are we going to collaborate here? We're going to collaborate cuz I think I think I think our ideas have a there's an overlap. In the Venn diagram of our ideas, there's a big swath in the middle there.
0: Uh, you know, that's my favorite part of the Venn diagram.
1: Is the swath. Oh yeah. Yeah, we like the swath. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this? Ooh. 1933. The events of King Kong happened, but when Kong fell from the Empire State Building, he did not die. Oh no. He was taken away to some lab or something like that yeah fucking lab and they it's got
0: to be a big lab
1: it's a huge lab they pulled all the bullets out of him and they turn him into robocong <laughs> right. they can make him stronger faster better all right but put a pin in that for right now because we don't know that robocong is secretly alive the government took him we don't we don't have him right now so is this
0: where your Anya teller joy scientist comes in
1: yeah, sorry. So Anya Taylor Joy, she it's now 1953. It's 20 years later. It's 20 years after the events of the first King Kong movie. And Anya Taylor Joy is a young, enterprising American scientist. She's doing some experiments and she's realizing that animals all over the world are coming out with these these mutations, these mutations that result from basically it's it's like nuclear fallout basically. It's like those those atom bombs that were dropped, they've done some things, okay? They've done some things. So she puts together a crack team to investigate. You know, she wants to do a little experiment on like world biology, what's going on. She comes to find out that these giant creatures are showing up all over the place, just like that big gorilla that was around 20 years ago. So it seems, yeah, he was an anomaly, but now something something has happened. There's, there's more of these ones around and there's a new gorilla on Skull Island, all right? It is in fact, Son of Kong. I am bringing back <laughs> the Son of Kong. Yeah! And Son of Kong is fucking pissed because, you know, he's he's heard about what's going on in the world. Skull Island, like they've people have gone there since. Maybe someone read him a newspaper clipping and they're like, you know, somewhere in your bloodline, there was this other really cool gorilla and they did him dirty out in old New York. And he's, he's very angry about that. Maybe he tells Anya Taylor-Joy that I haven't decided if he can speak yet. Fuck it. Maybe he speaks. I don't care. Maybe he goes Someone
0: through and goes,
1: ooh, ooh. Yeah. Someone taught him sign language like fucking Amy Good Gorilla from Congo. Okay. He can speak sign <laughs> okay, language.
0: Okay. So first and foremost, Congo is very important <laughs> for the formulation of this pitch. <laughs> The the I know your love. I know your love for Congo. Congo rocks, man. Congo, Congo I, never gets the love it deserves. And people hate Congo. My <laughs> no, <Congo's> God, Congo is great. <laughs> people don't understand Congo. That's I agree. why. I agree. Just like people who don't like Ragnarok don't understand Ragnarok. Oh just well, like these-
1: Ragnarok's actually good. You're stupid if you don't like Ragnarok. But Kongo's brilliant.
0: Same thing with these people who are like, "Oh, Wandavision is lame." No, you're lame. Oh That's how it works.
1: Wandavision is not lame. Anyway,
0: one of the best things Marvel's so, put out.
1: But yeah, guess what? Other monster is still around 20 years later. It's not just Robo Kong secretly in the lab. It's not just the son of Kong on Skull Island. Carl Denham is still around. Filmmaker Carl Denham with his newest million dollar idea he hears about anya taylor joy's research going around the world finding giant monsters with her crack team of other i don't know fucking mercenaries and shit all right and he decides (sighs) we're gonna get these things to fight and he calls the battle the title of the movie he wants to find like the board game the king of new york
0: yeah
1: the king of new york King of New York. So he lends Anya Taylor-Joy the money just like in Congo, making her believe that this is part <laughs> of a scientific research thing. I don't know, she's gonna fucking help, help the son of Kong to like get in touch with his feelings or something like that. I don't know. But he's scheming to bring him back to New York. and He's scheming with all these other nefarious entities to bring these big monsters to New York because he wants to do like a King of the Ring battle in New York to make billions of dollars and people are gonna like bet on it basically. So it's gonna be like the Hunger Games or like Jurassic Park or something. Something, For but monsters. with the kaiju. So fine. Okay, we're, we're doing this but Anya Taylor-Joy is smart in the movie and she quickly realizes that Carl Denham shouldn't be trusted and she tries to fight it but it's too late. He already gets Son of Kong and brings him to New York and other crazy scientists from fucking elsewhere are bringing in their monsters and they start to get these things to fight. And oh, my God, it like takes the total focus of the 1950s world. The whole world is watching these fights. And then other countries like the Olympics, they want to be represented. So just like in your pitch, I don't know, Greece sends like a fucking minotaur or a hydra. I don't know. They send a dragon. You know, we get Godzilla appears. Okay, this movie's version of Godzilla, who I guess is cool, but not as cool as he normally would be. Otherwise, he would just take over the movie this is a kong <laughs> pitch all right but guess what anya taylor joy she's got a friend okay in the government i don't know dave harbour or something i, was, I don't know i, I was gonna no, I was, <laughs> someone else be <we> like
0: <laughs> i was like oh is this where elizabeth olsen comes in
1: fuck yeah it's elizabeth olsen <laughs> fuck dave harbour all right <laughs> elizabeth olsen works for the government she's like eisenhower's right hand man all right except she's a woman it's a very progressive film all right and uh she's like actually you know we the real Kong is not dead. We've had him in a lab for 20 years. Anya Taylor-Joy goes to see the real King Kong, Robo-Kong. <laughs> and she explains to Robo- I don't know, she fucking teaches him sign language too. I don't know.
0: Like, <laughs> they all, all
1: speak does. sign language in this movie, all right? Who's your favorite Who's your favorite orangutan? <laughs> No one can see what you just did, but it was great. (laughs) All right. So Anya Taylor-Joy is like speaking sign language to Robo-Kong. And Robo-Kong is like, what? My son is still alive. Doesn't even work out with the timeline. Doesn't matter. Okay. He's the new Kong of Skull Island. He's been taken from his home. And Robo-Kong will not live to see his son treated in such a way. And how these other monsters are being exploited. So they're having the big battle. It's son of Kong versus Godzilla. And Carl Denham's like a fucking billionaire. He's like Lex Luthor. He's standing on a pile of money. He's got like 14 grand gorgeous models around him. And he's like, I can't believe I did this. This is amazing. And the monsters usually kill each other, by the way, but that's not <laughs> the point. All right. So it's like, it's like the peak of the battle. We're about to finally have answered the great mystery. Who would win in the battle between King Kong and Godzilla? Son of Kong, he's getting his fucking ass handed to him by Godzilla and the Japanese contingent is like losing their mind. They're like, see, we told you, fuck your American monster, whatever the hell. They were, they were, they're going to win, but that's okay. Cause Carl Denham fixed the fight. I don't know. Forget it. So then Anya Taylor-Joy arrives with. Robo Kong. -Kong. Okay. And Robo Kong, first he shows up and yeah, he has to like fight some of the monsters and like the audience is like running away and shit because he's terrifying. Robo Kong's a fucking like half skeleton cyborg creature, right? He's crazy. All right. But because he can talk to the other monsters, I don't know. They all speak the same fucking monster language. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he uses. (laughs) he uses (laughs) like you know he uses like amy good gorilla sign language to tell the other monsters that fucking carl denham is the one that did this to him and he's doing the same thing to you and he's exploiting you so now this becomes the anti-exploitation revenge fantasy that we always wanted from the end of the original king kong that it should be carl denham riddled with bullets and not kong himself all right so the monsters band together and now it is monsters versus humans that's like where the film ends because it will set up for a sequel that like these monsters from the king of new york tournament got loose and they're just laying waste to humanity because fuck the humans they don't like us they hate us whatever and anya taylor joy is reunited with son of kong and it's like very beautiful or whatever but i don't know she was like obsessed with the original king kong story so she like goes to find like the original Ann darrow to like try to talk down Robo-Kong. So like the movie ends in like a semi-peaceful place because she tells Robo-Kong, I guess Andaro Darrow doesn't need the sign language. She's Andaro. She could just like actually just speak to Kong. And she's like, no, don't do this. They They don't know what they're doing. It's like a Jesus thing. I don't know. They know not what they do or whatever. And he's like, all right, peace, 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 fine. But you can tell like shit's gonna go down in the sequel. That's King of New York.
0: I think that the Venn diagram works here. <laughs> all right so so hear me out hear me out i think king of new york needs to be like maybe the second or third movie in my series all right like we have a couple movies because we need to we, we need an establishment that there are other monsters
1: out there all right i'm not giving up robocong though oh no dude robocong was in mine Oh, okay. Kong, Kong has to die at some point and come back as Robo-Kong. Of
0: course. Of course All Kong right. has to die and come back as Robo-Kong. I think we need we need Robo-Kong and Son of Kong.
1: Are we missing an opportunity here? Should the movie just be called Robo-Kong with like the font from robo Cop? Yeah. 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 That's it. That's the movie sure. we just made is Robo-Kong.
0: I'm pretty sure. Maybe Robo-Kong could be voiced by robo
1: Yeah. But Anya Taylor-Joy's name goes above the title. So it says Anya Taylor-Joy in Robo-Kong.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that works. And Robo
1: Kong is voiced by Hugh Jackman.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Robo Kong is clearly voiced by Hugh Jackman. Yeah. We this kind of
1: is... have, we have two divergent older Kongs. We have Old Man Kong and we have Robo Kong. I know. I don't know. Son... Like, do maybe,
0: do maybe Son of Kong becomes Old Man Kong.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, we do that. So,
0: so if you keep Robo Kong around, right, for, you know, decades because he's a robot, maybe you get a point where like he's like 150 years old at some point and like Actually, Son of Kong is like 100 or whatever. And use, he's just. Use like, that, oh.
1: use that, dude. Use that. See, let's make son of kong robo kong so son of kong they fucking riddle with bullets or whatever oh and they make yeah. him into a robot and old man kong is the original kong who wants revenge it's and like he's cranky like, but he's like old man logan he's just yeah yeah old man kong
0: he's like he's done and old man kong is like gray yeah he's like getting gray he's like actually becoming like a silverback
1: yeah and they all speak sign language it's of amazing. course yeah it's yeah. really great uh yeah.
0: the, specifically the amy good gorilla yeah language.
1: yeah specifically they all say amy good gorilla because they all learned that from anya <laughs> okay. taylor joy and kongo right is are there any sesame me cakes in this no but Laura Linney plays and Darrow now all right. because she was the main character in Congo basically other than Amy all right <laughs> and uh she's and now she- yeah, yeah. I love it I don't know and Darrow- should that's the right age i think
0: i love it Uh, honestly this is this is the i think this is the most out there pitch we've ever come up with
1: no this is great this is this is but this is what we wanted (laughs) exactly monster film exactly it it should be silly you know we didn't work in two of our favorites we need like two action dans that just like run around the movie just trying to like do shit yeah tom tom hardy i guess tom that's a see he's a good actor that yeah. was, all right all
0: right let's get some bad actors in here then who oh, do you
1: want? well no we, we can have good actors but they need to be doing a bad job so like all i right. was thinking good old blade hands tom cruise oh, himself
0: tom cruise needs to be the guy yeah i just needs want to see to him run. running through
1: the jungle he's just running he's running he's doing some sign language getting monkeys to follow him around take me to kong take me maybe, to Kong. maybe
0: he's the guy that they has to run through the jungle to find anya taylor joy He's her Talk father.
1: That's it. That, oh my God. He's oh, her father. He's, her father. he's father. Mr. Taylor joy.
0: He's, 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 he's dad. He's, Taylor joy. Right.
1: He's Dr. Taylor joy, but like yes. the original and yeah. he taught her like everything she knows, but he ended up, she ended up being much smarter. Cause she's got like, I don't know, phenom prodigy trope syndrome. It's pretty good.
0: Pretty good. Pretty who's, good. who's the other nice. action, Dan?
1: Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage. He's, he's on the Eastern side of the plot. Oh, he went and on. found Godzilla.
0: Can, can Nicolas Cage be the announcer?
1: Oh, in the ring? In the ring. Oh, so he's he's evil. So Carl Denham hired him yeah can he be yeah. the guys like hey
0: i present to you yeah
1: oh yeah well now i can't unsee that that has to happen now yeah. now the movie can't happen without nick cage which is a real yeah. problem yeah we'll, just, we'll pay him in the skulls of the animals that die He's i mean really we, we know really that, into that we
0: know he loves dinosaur bones and that he was in a bidding war with leonardo dicaprio for a tri- uh, i think a tyrannosaurus skull so
1: i can't believe that story is real but apparently it is
0: and i think they ended up selling the bones to russell Crowe to eat no for his children
1: for his children eat
0: yeah think so i don't think russell crowe feeds his kids um
1: <laughs> I, I think th- i think it's a competition for them to eat anything oh i might eat dinner but you got to fought me for it <laughs> gotta- yeah my australian's not very good it's all just the penguin from the arkham games not australian he's,
0: cock, he's cockney <laughs> he's cockney australian's really hard it's because it's like you apparently have to open your mouth a lot and oh, like- that was good Yeah, it's like you have to, like, it's Amanda taught me a little bit, and I'm terrible with accents. So you have to, like, open up your mouth a lot to do it, uh, according to her. I'm not, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not going to do it any further and upset our gigantic Australian fan base.
1: Yes, all of our fans in Australia are actually really
0: of uh, people who are listening to the show. So uh, sorry, that one guy uh, in Australia. I love this man. I, this was honestly as wacky and out there as this pitch these pitches are i think this really gets to the the heart of what you and i want to do with these shows is kind of make this something weird and wacky and fun and in in an event of something as as out there as as fun as king kong and monster movies could be in general i really think that this is a really weird way to go with it but in the right oh yeah right way
1: i think this is our best pitch
0: Honestly, I think so, too. It was effortless. Fuck the
1: Mario RPG episode. Fuck Batman. This is it.
0: It It's really kind of like hitting us at the core of what we want to see out of a movie.
1: This is poetry. This is... I hope they take the direct transcript word for word every utterance every um uh hmm i think from this podcast they send it directly to steven spielberg guillermo del toro quentin tarantino the fucking whoever's directing mission impossible these days it's probably just tom cruise and they're like <laughs> this movie needs to get made these guys they got it
0: it does it you know what it's something man we're just excited by monsters. That's just what it is. That was honestly, that was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun talking about this this episode and I think you did too. This was a, a weird wacky fun episode. I this really This was do very ha-
1: serious. This was yeah. I yeah. everything I said was totally serious.
0: Oh, okay. Well, um me too then.
1: Yeah, take it down. Take so it down. So
0: the, the, the Venn diagram is actually just a circle. It
1: is a circle. We've yeah. made the circle.
0: We've we've uh, completed. We found godhood
1: too yes uh, where we're at.
0: but once again thank you for listening this has been another episode of how about this please be sure to <laughs> like and subscribe and share this with your friends if it's you one want to wacky
1: see- game show <laughs>
0: this is the wackiest of all the game shows ever to the king of all monsters jordan thank you so much once again
1: yes and to mike the Damsel with the fuck it. I don't know, dude. I don't know. You're a beautiful uh, woman. I'm trying uh, to tell you you're a beautiful woman and I, I hope a monkey kidnaps you.
0: I, I really I've my whole life have wanted to have a, a an ape best friend. So this just seems like the perfect opportunity. I, I'm pretty hairy. Mm. I'll work. You on. No, it. it's it's you're getting there. You're getting there. So that pretty much worked. Please be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast, review it, share it with your friends. And there's going to be a ton of episodes coming out in the near future. We're going weekly now. So this is going to be a we- a weekly wild ride. And if you have any ideas, please feel free to reach out to us. Jordan, thanks again for Jordan, Hugh and Mike Staub. This has been another episode of How About This? Thank you again for listening to another episode of How About This. And boy, did we jump the shark on that one. But I think we did it in the most fun and original way we possibly could have. We really hope that you enjoyed our conversation about King Kong. Because, well, from listening back to this episode, we definitely had a great time recording it. We hope you love our ideas, or we hope you don't love our ideas. And if you do love or not love them, please be sure to leave a review. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the podcatcher of your choosing share this with your friends let us know how you felt about this episode we love a comment section we love getting into it with you guys out there on the internet because this has been such a blast so far being able to communicate with all the amazing people out there who want to talk about these types of things and have great opinions to share with us we hope that you come back for more but in the meantime if you want to follow us on social media we have an instagram page at How About This pod, and we have new episodes lined up for you every single week for the foreseeable future, and we have some amazing things planned for later this year, especially the summer, and especially once we get into the Halloween season. Please stay tuned to your podcatcher for when new episodes of How About This come out, and we hope that you continue to have fun with us. Once again, from Mike and Jordan, a gigantic thanks to you for listening to How About This.